So I guess this is the first podcast that we are doing. I don't know about you guys, but I'm for me, it is. Please, I do one every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm good that uh, we are all on the same page here. So uh, first of all, thank you so much for coming um, and for being on the podcast. Uh, my name is Vasco. I am the CMO at Orem Solutions. Uh, with me today, I have uh, Rebecca, which uh, <laughs> it feels weird to say yeah. Rebecca. Um, to yeah, that's to <laughs> Becky. So Becky is one of the iGaming Academy's first hires, so six years ago, uh, and has <laughs> and has since been a major contributor to the commercial growth across the US, Canada and Europe. Recently promoted to commercial director, she plays an integral part on creating the commercial uh, and strategic uh, plan for the business. Uh, Becky is extremely passionate about business growth and tackles new challenges with enthusiasm. And she now has experience working with hundreds of companies to build the right training solutions, which match their unique business requirements. Great bio. <laughs> I'm not sure who wrote it in the company, but I like it. Welcome, Becky. Uh, on the other side, we have Tiago. Tiago is the CEO at Orem Solutions. Uh, he is responsible for providing the world's leading automated reconciliation software to the iGaming industry. And over the past five years, he has played an instrumental role in revolutionizing financial operations and compliance in this sector. Uh, Tiago has pushed the Orem software worldwide, attracting a global gaming audience and working with some of the industry's biggest players and most promising startups. He has implemented his fundamental knowledge of financial regulations operations and best practices to help streamline finance teams and automate processes, saving them money and hundreds of hours of manual work. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to live to the expectation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really high. Yeah. Welcome, Tiago. Both of us. <laughs> or we're just going to be like, mm -hmm, interesting. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, on this podcast, we are going to discuss um, finance operations at scale. Um, we know that gambling companies are growing every day and at the pace of this industry that everything changes and moves, uh, they grow uh, really fast. Um, and that's noticeable. And transactions increase, complexity increase, and we are here with them to discuss how can these teams be prepared for those moments? How can the operations be in place uh, to make sure that everything runs smoothly and that uh, scaling won't make the business go backwards. So my first question for you two are based on your experience, uh, what do you say are the challenges that these finance teams can expect when companies start growing and scaling? I think from my point of view, the challenges that uh, gaming uh, finance teams are, are facing are, can be can be quite, quite complex. You see, we've been working in this industry for a long time. So many operators we've seen grow scale, um, including Oh, one of our guests today, you know, Miguel, this is the second time we're working with him. And, um, and so far, you know, as companies start to grow, um, CEOs really push for growth. I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of that myself. I, however, you know, new markets, um, tracking down new clients, revenue, revenue. And sometimes we, we forget the, um, we forget that processes need to be in place, um, and systems need to be in place to, to help people out. You know, it's just, uh, in the end of the day, uh, it all ends up in finance, you know, finance is like the backbone of a company. And it's this thing that we sometimes, we sometimes forget. If you think it through, you will start exploring new geographies and you, you'll go with like increase volumes of payments massively in different payment methods, different geographies, each geography with their own regulations, with their own, um, 
compliance with their own ways of reporting different pro profit in finance then you have lovely thing called taxes which you can't escape you know and uh, that will be complex as well different tax even in some countries imagine in america each each state has its own complex uh, and totally different uh, tax stru structure and we just forget to give them the systems to be able to work there so i think that's that's in my opinion the biggest problem that we see um, particularly in the gaming industry high risk brings so much more challenges than normal growth it's not like selling tommy figure t-shirts uh, <laughs> over the internet that's true uh, Tiago, that, that was endorsement of Tommy Hilfiger. <laughs> For those who doesn't know, Tiago is the biggest fan of Tommy Hilfiger. I think 90% of his wardrobe is Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah, so here we are. <laughs> yeah. uh, you almost scared everyone off from entering new markets, Tiago, almost, but uh, I think they can still go ahead. Um, from, I mean, yeah, I, I think Tiago's right. Everything he mentioned is are things that they need companies need to keep in mind when they're scaling up as well. Um, <clears throat> From my perspective, what I what we see from from iGame Academy's perspective, we work with a lot of obviously HR teams, compliance as well, beyond finance. Um, and when with such high turnover, you have issues uh, with onboarding, training staff, turnover, people leaving, people joining. How can you, or if you're just scaling up, change management as well, right? You see companies hiring hundreds of people in such a short period of time. How do you go from a small company mentality to to a big company mentality, from a startup to a fully fledged business? So it's interesting to see how different companies manage that. Um, I think a lot are picking up on that and, and, and learning to build more of a structure, but it's definitely something that every company will face at some point. Yeah. Do you think these teams um, from the operators are ready for uh, scalability and for uh, high growth? Um, I don't want to be as negative as Tiago, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I say, I think it's really down to the structure of the company. Some have the, the backbone in place are more established. Again, if you're going from a startup, we see so many new companies kind of popping up. You're probably not and you learn as you go. Um, yeah. So I think that's it is. It does depend. But most companies are not ready for that until they get there. And then they're yeah. like, oh, hang on a sec. Like, <laughs> we weren't ready for this. Do we, what do you think are the consequences of not being ready uh, to, to for this for, for this scalability and hyper growth? Well, if you're entering new markets and you're or you're scaling up that quickly and you're not prepared, you don't have the foundation in place, then um, it might go wrong. You might not be able to to achieve what you wanted to achieve. You put a lot of investment into your market. You put a lot of research, but then if you don't have the the training, the necessary tools, the the the, uh, the knowledge on that market or what you need to do, then yeah, it's not going to go well. It's going to even <laughs> we make see, the company go backwards. Exactly. We see so many businesses that scale up at such a quick, uh, such a fast pace, hiring hundreds of people going jumping into into a new market or going into a new venture and then the common redundancies we're seeing at the moment companies closing um you know not being able to to uh, sustain the business letting hundreds of people go that they would have hired in tech as well especially um so yeah i think we can very clearly see the consequences of what's happening or even fines um from regulators as well, right? And <laughs> coming to find or in, in in new markets or established markets. I'm sure Tiago can mention more about from a finance perspective, but this is everything that we see, you know? Um, I think it just uh, grows at uh, growth becomes at a much higher cost as well. There's just uh, much that the risk becomes much, much higher. You know, you start with um, 
remember that finance again as the backbone of a business then has direct impact on everything else um, I think it's true if a CFO doesn't know how much money they have across the company <laughs> they, they can't, he can't really plan you know for, for the growth and the growth is happening in so many different areas um, in the end of the day you spread out so thin that um, it, it's difficult so I mean growth is three very very important things you know people processes technology you know the three need to be aligned mm-hmm. and it's very easy or I mean uh, it's hard to recruit but you think it's through it's easy to to hire a lot of people but then you forget if you don't have the right processes mm-hmm. in place and also I think one of the key things uh, is is know-how you know hire people who've done it before that has massive help you know yeah. one of the things that we've been we've been very very careful our own solutions make sure we have people with experience or scale and then scale up people you know using great training companies uh, yeah. uh, to help you out to help scale up your staff yeah I, I do think that and I'm hearing that I, I spoke to was speaking with uh, a company the other day at, at SBC because that was yesterday <laughs> oh, by the way my voice is like this also because uh, the, the decision to do it after the uh, discussion after the conference should not be done again except we do it before because uh, at least it's I have good. a bit of a voice now but this morning I was like oh my goodness it almost looked like it's our first conference yeah. like we don't know the consequences of the conference yes so I was speaking with one of the companies yesterday and they were saying uh, they're the head of payments and strategy and and he was saying it's so tough to find people good people with experience in their field from the industry as well exactly and that's what we see in in every position in the like i was talking to talk about the us as well the us especially right like you have massive corporations who are opening up their betting and and, and gaming arms or or something along those lines they're hiring all their c-levels i'm sure they're fantastic at what they do but they don't have any industry experience you see then that then contributes to more turnover than the company not doing as well because you have people who are not so knowledgeable in that that's how that's the area that training can really help and to at least help you to kind of get up to speed and, and learn the industry a little bit quicker so you can uh, apply the the knowledge you have for that role of how to build a company how to grow out to scale for the industry it's, such, it's so different to any other industry out there right so um I think that's something because you mentioned hiring people is, is it, it is easy, but finding the right talent for the right position with the right experience. Oh my goodness! The amount of companies I hear saying that it's what they struggle with. I mean, our sister company is, is Pentasia, so they they work in recruitment as well. So uh, they they're recruiters for the industry. So they're they mentioned this as well. Like that's the that's the number one struggle that companies have finding talent with the right level of experience yeah, which eventually leads to the market to uh, increase salaries in a in a stupid way mm-hmm. uh, and that's where you see a lot of even american companies coming to the europe to recruit uh, people mm-hmm. here that already did it and offering yeah. very high salaries to do it uh, and then it's everyone wants a piece of that and it mm-hmm. offered more and more money yeah. and then that in turn lends towards what we were saying right companies having to let go because they scale up in a in a way that's not sustainable yeah Yeah. i agree so what do you think they can do to be ready like what do you suggest them to to do in order to prepare for these moments and for these challenges do you want to go i spoke a lot (laughs) (laughs) i guess one one of the things that we mentioned we've just been in a conference like um, that's that's key you know talking to people talking to people who've seen it before attend interesting panels um it's it's a special industry, but there's you know, online gambling has been online uh, legal in the UK for the past twenty years. You know, in some other countries, uh, we're talking about 
18, 18 months. So there's there's people who've been doing it for a long, long time, and that they know um, how to scale. They've been successful before, and above all, they know the right processes in place, the right technology to have, uh, and that has has a big a big impact. So I'll say number one thing is is try to get that know how. There's there's a number of ways to do it. Um, second thing is is um, try to learn from other people's mistakes, you know, like rather than learning from your mistakes, um, that, that makes, that makes a big, big, big difference. Hence why, uh, conferences are a great place, meet people, talk, uh, understand things. Share uh, ideas. Yeah, exactly. Share ideas, share know-how. I mean, listen to this podcast, <laughs> uh, uh, as well. Um, it can, can be a very good idea as well. Um, and having the right tools basically with the knowledge and making sure that you have what, what you need to do your job well, uh, and to automate and to streamline your processes along the way. Exactly. I mean, we've been doing this, we've been doing what we do for a long, long time, you know, like uh, the past six years, uh, uh, we've, we've expanded, dedicated ourselves to the, in, in the gaming industry and, um, companies like Orm Solutions, um, bring not just uh technology we bring know-how best practice yeah. we've seen it before um and and that makes a big difference you know rather than that that's what i said learn from other people's mistakes learn from other people's success as well um and what we can do for you so then you can adapt um i mean you mentioned in the american market that's i think that's a perfect example a couple of weeks ago um we're all in new york attending a conference and uh, another and, conference yeah and speaking <laughs> <laughs> speaking the panel there with um, some very interesting uh, C-level people from big gaming groups that they have a lot of experience in land-based. Um, online is a totally different business, uh, and uh, and I think um, um, and I think after that panel, I had some very good conversations with people. Like, tell me more. What do you mean by this? Mm -hmm. um, things like, what do you mean when you say that um, an online gaming company sometimes is more similar to a bank? uh than it is to a to a physical casino in terms of the complexities for a finance department in particular what what does that really mean uh and having then those conversations makes people understand um yeah and ultimately i think operators can um focus on what they do well which is entertaining players and yeah. providing them with games and uh making sure they have a good time and that they stay on their platforms and that should be their main focus because ultimately if That's they yeah the exactly and ultimately if you focus on what brings revenue and everything else you um dedicate to companies that's what they focus on on yeah. making it good you not only you know that you have people that are experts on their fields but also you are taking advantage of the knowledge that those people acquired from working with a lot of companies mm -hmm. like yours uh helping you to make your processes way easier yeah ultimately i i think some companies and and we I think I'm, we're seeing a shift now for sure, but I think a lot of companies, both I think you guys can speak to that and I can speak to that for my game academy is that they want to try to do things internally, mm -hmm. maybe to cut, maybe to save on costs, maybe because they think they can do it better. But then you end up doing things in a in a manual way. You end up taking focus, like Vashko, you're saying, like from the 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 core business. So you're 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 taking your focus away from what's actually taking the business forward and and spending time doing the mundane tasks that experts such as yourselves or, or, or us either in reconciliation or training um, can help with and we can really like become an extension to that business and then take them forward and let them focus on what they should be doing. 
Well, this conversation would be wouldn't be fair if we were just discussing from our side. So uh, <laughs> obviously, we need to bring the other side, which is the operator side. And for that, uh, we have Miguel with us. So Miguel is a fin Miguel's financial experience of over 20 years has spanned various sectors from manufacturing to leisure and tourism. Currently, his efforts are focused on online game gaming as head of accounting at iGaming Group. With expertise in economic development plus new technologies and marketing, Miguel brings a holistic approach to the financial activities he oversees while ensuring fine details are met and relationships sustained. Along with managing large budgets, pressurized teams and highly sensitive data, uh, Miguel therefore also ensures that finance functions play a significant role in steering business strategies. Uh, welcome, Miguel, to the podcast. Thank you very much, Vasco. Thank you. Um, so from, from your side as an operator, um, what do you think are um, the biggest challenges uh, that you face as you grow? Well, you, you've been talking about several uh, items that I have highlighted uh, when, when I was thinking about our, our main pains in finance. So the first one that we are and, and it's clear uh, right now, and we are struggling a, a lot, is with the payment processing um, in any side. Uh, just to, to give you a baseline, we have more than 200 PSPs in our, in our uh, group integrated with us, boarded with us. And this is to attract, as we said, a large uh, base of players. So handling with payment transactions becomes more challenging every day. Uh, transaction, reconcile those transactions, putting them up, uh, correctly on our accounting system. Dealing with multiple payment methods with different type of reports. Uh, you have PSPs that the report is pristine, that you can just put it on the accounting. And you have others that you need to work tirelessly to get information that they are providing to you. Uh, uh, also ensuring secure transactions. We have PSPs that they have very robust compliance and, and, and systems and accurate systems, while you have others that is not that robust, the, the, the platform and everything that they have. So really uh, the PSPs and the payment processing to us right, right now is the real challenge when it comes to finance. Uh, the reconciliation processes that we are dealing with are getting more complex each day. There are new systems, new platforms, new new ways to do the the reconciliation. So for us, automation right now is the only way to achieve a real, you know, integration of our payment processing, our PSPs, uh, with our uh, accounting systems. Then. Uh, Gaming Group was a company that grows in a very short time. So scalability and reporting was one of the problems that we are facing, really, really uh, and, and truly. Uh, scaling up financial systems, reporting processes, reconciliation processes, data analysis. Uh, our, our department in finance struggles several times with consolidating the financial information from several different sources. We have as I said, very good sources at some point, but we have others that are really, really very bad and we need to consolidate them all into, to get accurately and timely, and timely reports. Um, also at the end, uh, our accounting system and all the information that we, we need to back it up did not grow at the same speed as the operation. So we have operation that is largely developed 
but the back the back office systems meaning finance in this regard uh, are not uh, developed or were not developed at the same speed so this is another issue that we are tackling in the company so, so basically everything we just said yeah we're all on the same that's page great. that's great <laughs> that's fantastic i was like imagine imagine miguel see something completely different to what we said <laughs> it's like everything we just said was rubbish <laughs> so it's good yeah, it's, it's completely and and, and 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 on top of that then there is two items that i would like to also to touch base first is taxation and international operations so we are a company that operates in multiple jurisdictions all across the world it's a 24 7 operation as you may know it's a gaming it's it meant to be like that so this this brings a lot of tax complexities uh, so you need to be very much in compliance with a lot of different regulated regulators uh, dealing with different taxing systems so you need to provide the information really accurate you need to be top of top of knock in this in these regards but also dealing with currencies uh we have i don't know how many currencies maybe 20 30. you name it you know but then then there was the the crypto which if the the system was complex when you introduce the crypto then the system gets more complicated you know so so yeah i mean uh this is another challenge and another issue that we are having as a pain but finally and this is this surprised me but when you you commented is the talent acquisition and training we are really struggling to find and retain skilled finance professionals uh familiar with the gaming with regulators with the regulated sectors you know like our industries such as uh, the, the gaming and especially to us uh, our company is based in malta and we need to attract talent by importing them you know uh so my case for instance i am based in madrid uh and i go regularly to malta but it was the only option for me but we have a lot of people that is coming from abroad uh, and to retain them and to have them on the company you know and to find them first and foremost is a really really challenging situation yeah yeah okay. i think a quick a quick thing for you back miguel is but I mean, you, you like me, work uh, in other industries as well, um, not just uh, not just gaming. And do you think that uh, in gaming in general, there's actually a real understanding of uh, how important finance is mm -hmm. when compared? I mean, especially like gaming companies are holding client money. You know, safeguarding regulations through like the FCA is so tough on um, any fintech that pops up you know they're so hard look at revolut they haven't got even got their banking license still you know and it's been on for so many years in the uk so so therefore they understand how important it is like they are so strict they, they scale even even as you said the know-how of the finance people do, do you think that like uh, some ceos of, of of gaming companies high level big investors they understand the importance of finance and accounting and and having the right processes in place and good finance system good erps automated reconciliation solutions do you think that's like they understand it as well as as other industries like the ones we both worked on let me put it that way uh my experience is more based in startups or, or really growing or scaling up uh, companies. Okay, 
So the first thing that a CEO of that company has on top of his head is operation, operation, operation. So this is the first thing. You need to go outside. You need to get the most, um, the most number of players, operation, and then, be, then goes the rest. So, so once the operation is settled, once the operation is established, once you are running a good operation, of course, you need a finance department to support uh, all that operation. Then it comes, I need information. So you have two ways to get an information. Internally-wise, with your platform, developing either reportings from the platform or creating, which is my preferable way, a BI system or a BI department that provides you that information and then the financial information. Then is when you have the problem that your company has a gap, a bridge between what is the operation, what is the finance, and you need to close that gap at the soonest. So then it is when it comes that they realize, okay, we need good financial systems, good policies, good procedures, and everything else. So I think that now they're realizing more and more the importance of the finance uh, departments, but also to have coherent and robust tools that will help to get that information. Because at the end, what they need is information. Information is power, you know? So, so they are realizing the importance of having a strong finance department. That's really good. I mean, I had a very cool conversation yesterday with the CEO of a, of a startup gaming company from um, one of the new regulated markets. They came to Malta to, to learn a little bit more. And, um, and it's the second time we met and he said, I'll have you know mm -hmm. that because of a meeting we had in Barcelona last year in the conference, I've just hired the finance director because until then I did not know I needed one. And I, <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad I'm actually helping. But I feel, I feel like sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm this sort of, of um, conversion expert, you know, <laughs> this uh, religious thing like you need to look at finance, please look <laughs> at finance, treat it with the importance it deserves. Because, it, you know, in the end of the day, it's it, it's the backbone of, of, of any company, you know, your numbers aren't right, then th things are not going to go well. Okay, so we spoke about um, technology and about how hard it is uh, to recruit. Uh, my question is, uh, do you think technology can play an essential role uh, in um, trying to prevent uh, a lot of hires or facilitates the amount of people that a finance team needs? Uh, this is a very good question. I and mean, there's always, you know, this uh, contradictory idea that technology will bring you less people, therefore a cost saving. So uh, for me, uh, or in my opinion, a very finance operation is not necessarily defined to have less people in the department, but rather to have an efficient and effective team, first and foremost. I mean, uh, that is why I, I said talented, skilled people is needed. So when you have that, then you need to balance out what you need in terms of team and in terms of technology. So having the right amount of people managing the right tools will will give you a real efficient or efficiencies that you are looking when you are designing or defining the finance team. Uh, I, I am coming from industries and companies where we were using large amount of people because the process were so manual, you need to spend a lot of time doing them. But we are transitioning towards that uh, other side when automation of uh, processes thanks to uh, tools brings you the opportunity to really 
shape the teams that you are working with. So my opinion is that you need to have skilled people to manage the tools at the end, because for me, the automation is just avoid manual processes. But at the end, what I want is people that are analysts, that knows how to analyze the information that we are providing. Because for me, finance is a business partner in, the, in each company. It's the, the, the department that will give a light of the numbers to the rest of the companies. I don't, I don't focus only on the CEO, focus on this, uh, sorry, on the CEO, also on the COO, on the CTO, or whoever, HR, you know? So at the end, technology and automation for me play a crucial uh, role optimizing the finance operations. So if you implement robust finance systems and leveraging automation tools and utilizing that analytics, can streamline all these processes just to enhance accuracy, just to improve efficiency and potentially reducing the needs of large workforce, okay? Ultimately, our goal is to have finance operation that is appropriately, appropriately staffed, as I said, but equipped with modern tools and technologies. Uh, in my company, in my current company, I think we have skilled people, but the tools are not in the way that we want. So that is why we're implementing or in this regards, just to optimize our reconciliation, but we are thinking for them all. Yeah, yeah I really agree great. with that as well. I think it's, I completely agree with what you said, Miguel. I don't think it's about technology replacing people. I think it's about leveraging the yeah. uh, the benefits of having both. Um, so- And empowering people. Empowering people, yeah. Like like Miguel, you said, you, you take off the manual task that's give pe that gives people the space to then do what they do best and analyze that. How do you make this work for us? How can you capture that? But if, if you're bogged down with all the manual tasks, then you're just going to be, you're just going to be doing that. You're just going to be, yeah. you know, looking at the data and, and not being, and, and, and reconciling it as it were, mm -hmm. rather than actually, <laughs> for lack of a better word, rather than actually looking into that and analyzing it and saying, how can we make this work for us? Because mm -hmm. then all your time is taken up with that. It's such a heavy manual task. And yeah. So I think, I think maybe some companies used to be afraid of the unknown, let's say, of using technology. Uh, like, I guess maybe there, there's this um, notion or, or preconception that, oh my goodness, if I get this technology and then it's going to remove all the jobs or we don't know how it works, we don't have that much control. But now there were the early, the early adopters. We had the success stories, like Tiago said. So now we should be seeing more of a shift towards mm -hmm. more companies adopting this yeah. and, and embracing it and, and learning how to you know to leverage this and make it work for the company because at the end of the day it's just gonna it's going to help them yeah i think one, one, one little thing i want to say miguel is that one thing i find in um again the more markets get regulated speaking to 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 new people is um i, I think the, the some some of the problem is people not knowing the problem <laughs> you know like, as you said you know you've, you've been there before you know so it's like you're, you're like how do, how do you expect me to run this global operation 24 7 you know payments coming left right and centered like what you want to know what's my accurate cash position as of now you know you can't know you know like you can if you're reconciling the day on day all the payment methods you know you are consolidated finance information go to your erp whatever it is press a button and get a proper balance sheet right and the numbers add up uh i think that again go going back to what i was saying earlier 
it's so different to a traditional gaming environment that people don't really understand the scale of the problem. And it's like when they face it, they're like, oh my God, what do I get from now? And, and the answer, as you said before, was heavy manual people. Like, I need 10 more people because I'm onboarding five new payment methods uh, a month and I'm trying new, new markets. So, so therefore, um, I need more people to solve this problem. And then it's a bit like when they find companies like Corum Solutions or automation of other uh, other systems as well, not just in the finance department. It's like, oh my God, you know, this is totally different. You know, like, it just changes dramatically. And um, and I guess that's, that's why I encourage so much people to look for success stories and to try to understand this has been done before. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna reinvent the wheel. I'm just going to focus on what I good at. And 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 that's going back to your point earlier. What is a gaming company? Their business is entertainment. Yeah. You know that yeah. is their business. Is entertainment. Is watching a game with your friends and and place a bet or spending a good night out and 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 spinning a roulette and and make you have that is the business. And that's what people should be focusing on. Uh, they're in the entertainment business, not really on the tech business, you know. And I, I guess that's what the difference is. Uh, don't build your own stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Focus on what you're doing well, entertain people. Because, um, as we know, loyalty in players is not super high. So focus on player retention, player retention, create a great user experience, create a fantastic payment journey. You know, people need to be able to have a sleek payment process, mm -hmm. uh, have a great user experience in, in gaming, and then and then just give the right tools to the right people so that they can they can they can help you do it. Yeah. So to finalize the questions for you, Miguel, um, just another one. So what do you say are the priorities for your team for the rest of this year? Well, right now uh, we are focusing on, on three main areas. Uh, and I'm not going to put it from top down, just, just what we have on top of our head. So first thing is budgeting and forecasting. I mean, we are entering in the second half of the year. We would like to see the future. Uh, so, and, and actually it's something that surprisingly when I joined the company is the exercise was not very well developed for this year. I mean, so we have a budget of course, but I think it needs to be uh rethinked uh, the way it was done and and engage uh, all departments at the end i think it was made you know uh, top down by two C levels in the company so we need to engage all the areas because at the end we are a very large company we have more than 40 different entities uh, all across the different territories so we need to understand every single piece of that and put it together so this is the first one. The second one that I have, but this is just personally me, is to enhance our financial reporting and analysis. Uh, this is something that I am very keen to develop, uh, not only from a platform perspective, uh, from our back office perspective, I'm working very closely with the, with the developing, developing team in order to have new reports, to see what is our actual operation and to provide information, not only to support our accounting activities, but also to support our decision-making process. And finally, the last one is, as I said, close the gap. We have a big gap between finance and operations. And close the gap means to get a new ERP. 
for us, we are coming from an accounting system, which all the startups uh, entities began with, you know, any accounting system that you can think on top of your head, but it's an accounting system. I will, or with my CEO, CFO, we would like to go another step forward, which is an ERP. An ERP is, is a finance system, but integrates the whole company. So anyone, HR operations, anyone in the company should be uh, a stakeholder of the project at the end. And, and this is what we have in this second half of the year as one of our main, uh, and the, I think is the P1 project that we have from now till the end of the year. Okay, that sounds great. Well, Miguel, thank you very much for coming in and uh, giving your perspective from the operator side. It was extremely insightful and it was good to know that uh, what we were discussing <laughs> is aligned to your vision as well. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for coming and I guess we'll speak to you soon. Thank you very much for inviting me. Uh, looking forward to see you in the next event. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Um, well, on, wave. yeah. <laughs> um, well, to finalize on our on our sides, uh, I have just one one question for uh, the two remaining guests, uh, which is: Do you envision uh, anything happening in the future that will change how finance teams operate uh, in these companies? I think I'll take that to start with. Uh, uh, Don't steal my answer. You know my answer. <laughs> <laughs> And now I'll start with uh, one thing that Miguel mentioned earlier, uh, which was, uh, he, he said briefly, when you introduce crypto, then mm. everything is going to explode. <laughs> and uh, that, that's one of the things he said that make it much more complex. And, and, and I, I, I guess with, with, um, with the, obviously, cryptocurrencies, it's, it's, it's a never-ending revolution, you know? Mm -hmm. it, it's not going to go as fast as people thought initially, you know? Some of the early adopters were like, oh, in two years, no one's going to be using money. Of course, it's not going to be like that. <laughs> but it's, it's, it is changing, you know? Yeah. Just like um, banks are changing and converging to these emerging banks as well, and instant payments are becoming a thing, and open banking change everything as well. So I guess crypto is going to bring um some challenges and on top of that is is obviously what's happening in 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 ai so we're lucky at orem we're based in reading uh, you know uk headquarters of microsoft so so therefore working you know we have access to to, to good good internal releases and uh, and i mean i see some of the products that they are thinking about launching in terms of um, ai uh, may really help some of the struggles that they have. Um, uh, and I think it's, it's going to be, um, the jobs, the jobs are going to change just as much as they changed when they started to introduce industry 4.0, 10 years ago and getting robots to do some of the tasks. And again, as, uh, Becky was saying before, it doesn't mean that people are going to go away. People are yeah. always going to be necessary, you know? Um, but it's what jobs are people doing, you know, rather than uh, trying to do the task is understanding what is the impact that this is going to get. How can I make it better rather than understand what do I have to do in the first place is the why rather than the what. And I think that's a big shift, you know, mm -hmm. um, it seems, <laughs> seems quite, quite simple and, and open, but I think it's a big shift. So, so, um, th those are for me are the, are the two biggest challenges because we already see them. We already see them our and come companies that work um, in more technology advanced markets. We already see 
crypto deposits in operation particularly in, in operators you'll see crypto deposits increasing etc which wasn't a thing three years ago everybody was handling fiat and that was the main concern now is even have things like stable coins being on ERP reports, as Miguel was saying, being part of that, uh, yeah. a part of the liquidity report, you have stable coins. Uh, uh, so it has changed and I think it will change more. We'll see, we'll see where we are. Uh, good thing is like for a technology company like Orem, um, we also um, are, are on top of our game and always pushing for the next, next thing and trying to help uh, more automation. How can we bring machine learning? What can AI do for us? Um, to to help uh, finance teams do better, do more with less. Yeah, Becky? I like that, do more with less. <laughs> um, yeah, similar in a way, more, more less so on AI, but more technology, like we're talking about before mm -hmm. with, between us and with Miguel as well. Probably, I mean, finance teams, but also wider companies are going to be adopting more technology. Technology is advancing at a scary rate. <laughs> um, so, they will probably onboard more of these. And we can see a shift like that. I can speak from, from my perspective, from the training, right? First companies were looking for an LMS, just somewhere to put their training on the system. Then they're looking for a single sign on to integrate something else. Now they're looking for fully API integration. They're looking mm -hmm. for, um, uh, what do you call gamification, looking for all of these things. So people are kind of saying, okay, well now we have this, we want this because we think it could make it better. So yeah. companies are, they seem to be at least, you know, looking more towards uh, technology and how they can leverage that. So I, I think the trend is going in the right direction for finance and beyond, right? I, you mm -hmm. can speak from the finance yeah, yeah. perspective as well. You can see companies maybe before they were like, mm, you know, and, uh, and now they're like, yeah, we really need this because it's taking us so long to do all this ourselves. <laughs> so I think, I think we are catching up to that. And I think that that will just keep on being the trend. I think the key is that companies have to have a growth mindset and just be willing to take that next step and willing to, you know, maybe take that leap of faith and, and see how it's going to work rather than just kind of going back and forth and dropping priority and then going back to it later. Prioritize these things because in the end, they are going to help you get your end result. That's, yeah. I think, the direction I see going in. Okay. That sounds great. Well, guys, it was very insightful to be sharing with you. I hope on the other side, people also found it insightful. If you're still listening, thank you very much. It was our first podcast and I think it went really well. Um, and in terms of finance, if you're a finance professional, make sure you follow iGaming Academy and Orem Solutions on LinkedIn. Uh, we will soon later this year uh, be doing an event exclusively for finance and payments people uh, with content tailored to them and workshops and educational pieces that um, aim to empower them to do better uh, their jobs and to feel more confident uh, and choose the right tools to support themselves. Uh, so make sure you follow so you can get all the news. The event is uh, called Data and Payments, by the oh, way. <laughs> data and Payments. We, we, we Important. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, uh -huh. you can look at all our news anyway. It's all interesting what we're what we're publishing. But yeah, the actual yeah. event is called Data and Payments or DIP, if you're cool. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it's just for finance professionals to uh, learn more uh, from their peers and from the people that uh, provide these courses. Um, so yeah, make sure you tune in and uh, follow our social media for that. Uh, thank you very much, and I'll see you soon. Cheers. Bye.